1: So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem, call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com.
2: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube.
1: Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. And if you weren't already sick of me, because we've had so much content on the New York, New York page over the last 48 to 72 hours, well, I got news for you. We got more content coming your way because we witnessed history. History has finally been made by Aaron Judge. And I know there are a lot of haters out there, which I find amazing. And I want to make something crystal clear to anybody who's out there. I have never proclaimed that Aaron Dredger was going for the all-time single-season home run record. I'm not one of these guys that's on my soapbox about the steroid stuff. I think I've been pretty honest and transparent over my time regarding Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and so many of these guys being in the Hall of Fame. But the idea that I'm going to hear some knuckleheads, and that's exactly what you are, knuckleheads. Try to make the argument to me that this is not a special night in Major League Baseball for American League fans and for New York Yankee fans, you're certifiably insane. This is a special night for Yankee fans. Listen, Roger Maris is 61 and 61 is a historic mark. That is a legendary mark. Like, I grew up learning about the game of baseball, and that's a mark you hear about over and over and over again. So, for Aaron Judge, in this year in which he bets on himself, to go and hit 62? Amazing. And you had to wonder. And I'm into the games today. It's rainy. It's miserable in New York. I mean, it's absolutely miserable in New York. I can't stress that enough. So, dialed in, watching the first game, pillow to post. When Judge shows the emotion in the dugout, I got to be honest, I actually wondered, is he going to hit 62? And truth be told, folks, I actually was at a point where I kind of accepted if, hey, he doesn't end up hitting this home run. I'm going to be okay with it. He's going to win the MVP. He gave the Triple Crown a hell of a run. He tied Roger Maris. He ends up being tied with Roger Maris. That's still really cool. But before you start off this second game, boom. No doubter, left field, 62. And we could say this now. It's the greatest Yankee season I've ever seen in my lifetime. It's the greatest New York season I've ever seen in my lifetime. Again, I didn't see Dwight in 85. I didn't see LT in 86. Remember, I'm born in 1988. I didn't see Mickey Mantle clearly hit the Triple Crown. I will be telling my kids and my grandkids about Aaron Judge hitting 62 home runs. Guaranteed. And the hope is that Aaron Judge is going to be a part of the Yankee fabric now for his entire career. And I, despite everything that you're going to hear, between now and the end of the postseason, and now going into the wintertime, the Yankees know, point blank, they have to sign this guy. They know it. We all know it. He's too important for their bottom line, he's too important for their team. Like, both parties need each other. They really do. In some ways, Aaron Judge needs the Yankees. It helps his brand, helps his image. Like, yeah, it, it helps. You want to tell me this is the special of Aaron Judge is in San Francisco next year or the following year? The answer to that is no, you're wrong. But the Yankees, make no mistake, they want to be able to sell these 62 t-shirts for years to come. And I got news for you. You're not going to sell as many if Aaron Judge is a San Francisco Giant or a New York Met next year. So hats off to Aaron Judge. Glad we finally saw home run number 62, the most special season in Yankee history I've ever seen the most special season in New York sports history, for me at least, that I have ever seen. Now, there is bad news on a New York sports front, and it's inevitable. Listen, unless you were delusional, a fool, a sucker, whatever you want to call it, the National League East officially ended on Sunday night when the Atlanta Braves took down the New York Mets, but, you know, the Braves lose yesterday. The Mets win game one at a doubleheader. The Mets are winning game two with a doubleheader. And I know for some of you, you're maybe daring a dream. Oh, is it possible? Can can the Braves sweat going into Wednesday? Well, the answer is no. The Braves win a close game against the Marlins. Their bullpen shuts the door, and now the Mets are on the verge of a season where they're going to win 100 games, and it feels unsatisfying. And make no mistake, it feels unfulfilling because they did not win a division when they basically led the division the entire year from pillar to post. That hurts. There's no getting around it. There's no sugarcoating it. It hurts from a Mets perspective. It puts them at a significant disadvantage to go and win the National League. Can they win the National League? Sure. Can they win the World Series? Sure. The path is still there. Win two out of three against San Diego or Philadelphia. We'll probably spend some time dissecting and discussing who's a better matchup for the Mets. To me, I don't even think it's close. It's the Philadelphia Phillies by a significant margin. Win that, beat the Dodgers, then maybe get another shot at the Atlanta Braves. The problem is the Mets are not going to have their pitching set up. How they set up their pitching going into this weekend is going to be fascinating. Do you start the two big guys and try to get it out of the way? Do you save one of the big guys for Sunday and try to get cute and start Chris Bassett on Saturday? Like, these are conversations that Billy Epler and Buck Schultz, I'm sure, are having. But these aren't conversations Mets fans wanted to be having a week ago. You're in the playoffs. That's great. You want 100 games? Probably going to go down as one of the best record seasons win-wise that the Mets have ever had. But not good enough to go and win the National League East. So, hats off to Aaron Judge. Hats off to the Atlanta Braves, Mets, whoever, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I told you. You guys and gals are gonna be sick of New York, New York content. We got content all freaking weekend with these games coming up. All right, let's rip a couple of calls. Uh we'll lead it off with my main man Josh, who gets us going. Josh, hello. How are you, my friend? JJ, my brother. What's up? Josh, doing well. Uh hats off to Mr. Judge. Record setting year. Glad he finally found a way to get it done, dude. Thank goodness.
3: Finally, right? At all at all places, Texas, right? <laughs>
1: Hey, deep in the heart of Texas, whatever works. You know what, man? I know a lot of people wanted to see it at Yankee Stadium. It would have been cooler for sure if I was in the building to see it. But you know what? He got it done. And if it means Toronto and it means Texas, the bottom line is we're talking about 62 home runs for Mister All Rise.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so I thought for us next Tuesday. You know, i you know I'm going to see you at the bodega, of course, crushing a few cold ones.
1: We will be there. There's no doubt, especially now with the Mets playing a. Night game if they're in the National League division series. That's an easy call for us. We will be at the Bodega rocking, rolling. Gonna be a wonderful, wonderful time, Josh. Can't wait.
3: Yeah, so who who we got one, two and you know, one, two, and three for us? I'll say Cole, Nestor, and Severino.
1: That would be my guess. You can easily make the argument that Nesta Cortez should go game one. And then again on regular rest in game four. I don't think the Yankee brass, I don't think Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman are going to have the stones to do that. And I know some people are waxing poetic about Garrett Cole breaking the strikeout record today. Who the hell cares? I mean, you want to talk about a record I couldn't care less about. Everybody and their mother strikes out, number one. Garrett Cole gives up another home run, number two. And listen, Josh, this year now, for Garrett Cole to have vindication, it's all about what he does in his next three to five starts. Is he going to answer the bell come October? Or is he going to come up completely gimp and completely lame like he did in the playoffs last
3: year against the Red Sox? that's not what I'm looking forward to right there. Because either way, we have to play the Cleveland or Tampa, and I'm scared of Tampa.
1: Yeah, I think most people are going to make the argument they'd rather play Cleveland. Now, my counter to that is Cleveland's played better baseball than the Rays over the last four months. That's number one. Number two, they have Tito Francona in the dugout, which scares you a little bit because he's seen every situation that postseason baseball has to offer. But when you consider Tampa's success against the Yankees, when you look at the fact that Tampa beat the Yankees in the postseason just two years ago in 2020, I'm with you. If I had a choice, and I think both series will have pitfalls, both series will not be easy, but let's call it like it is. The Yankees should beat either one of these teams. I think I'd slightly prefer uh, Cleveland. I agree with you on that, slightly.
3: And one, one, one thing to point out about these Mets, right? Do you remember all these calls with these guys from Long Island giving us crap? Like, what, a month ago or two months ago? Giving us crap laughing at us. My, my, how those tables have turned.
1: The tables have turned from a Mets standpoint, Josh. Now, I caution you, before you basically throw dirt on the grave of the 2022 season, acknowledge the fact that they will be playing in the postseason this weekend. They will be in the division series. And if they get through San Diego or Philly and they ever beat the Dodgers, hey, guess what? Then they're exactly where you thought they were going to be. So their season's not over, but as far as like an optic, as far as like a vibe and a feel and a mood, this is a bitter pill to swallow when you win in vision all year,
3: man. Tough because you got to go against Musgrove, Snell, and I believe Clevenger and Darvish. Don't forget about Darvish, who has owned the Mets. Oh my God! Yes, use Darvish. Good luck.
1: Yeah, it's a tough series. Listen to me, Josh. It's an easy call. You have a choice. I'd rather the Phillies because you've handled them in the regular season. They play awful defense. I don't trust their bullpen. The Padre lineup's not as deep, but they got two potential game records. Soto is a game record. Machado is a game wrecker. Darvish has had great numbers against the Mets. Hader has actually kind of rounded in the form his last couple outings. So I, if I'm a Mets fan, would much prefer the Philadelphia Phillies. Let's head to Chris in New Jersey, who joins us next. Hello, Chris.
4: JJ, before I begin and ask you my two questions, my roommate gave me this nightmare joke that opening day next year is April 1st in which the San Francisco Giants play at New York. Now, I know I'm pretty sure the judge is going to stay here, but God, would that be painful? Well, that would be awful. Listen, I don't
1: care where he's playing, Chris. Judge anywhere else next season is painful for me. I mean, let's be honest. I don't care if he's in Boston San Fran, the Mets, the Dodgers. You give me the team. That guy's born to be a Yankee now for the rest of his life and should be a Yankee for the rest of his life.
4: So true. Now, my two points, number one, is that I want to ask you, where does this belong on the most dominating regular seasons for an MVP this year or, or compared to previous ones? If I had to go to sports, I would say Steph Curry's 2016, I think would be right up there. And my question number two is that when it comes to... The postseason, in the beginning of the year, you had your main players, your X-Factors, be Glaber and Sevi. for the postseason. Who do you have it being? Number one, I think I have to go Cole because either you're playing like uh, Kershaw in the postseason or you're playing like Madison Bumgarner.
1: That's a great question. Great, great question. Two of them. Uh, I'm going to start with your X-Factors. We talked about Glaber and Sevy at the beginning of the year. That was on our initial New York, New York podcast. We talked about Gleyber and whether or not he would bounce back for the Yankees. And let's be honest, outside of his hideous month of August, Gleyber Torres had a very productive year for the Yankees. Very productive year. Severino, when he has pitched, has been lights out. Problem is he missed three plus months. For me, Cole is an obvious one. The Yankees need Garrett Cole to be right. And my second one is going to be a guy who's homer now in each of his last three games. That's Giancarlo Stanton because he has shown in October an ability to rise to the occasion. I think the Yankees need his power back if Aaron Judge is not going to be pitched to. They need Stanton to go and wreck some games. We know he's capable of doing it. We know he's capable of doing it in the playoffs. I know they're two big stars. I know people are going to be like, oh, J.J. really went out on a limb uh, with Carlos Stanton and Garrett Cole. But they got to play like stars. I mean, think about the Braves-Met series for a weekend. The Braves top guys perform. The Met top guys did not. Simple as that. Said to Bradley. What's up, Bradley? J.J.,
5: good to talk to you again.
1: Uh, Bradley, my pleasure. Good having you aboard.
5: Yes, sir. I mean, it's been a great couple of days. Uh, sorry for my voice, too. I was at the Giants game the other day. That's
1: all right. That means you put your voice to work. That a boy. I like it.
5: The chain defense during that game. It was so good seeing them wearing those legacy jerseys against the Bears. <laughs> oh, Those blue jerseys
1: are fantastic from a Giants standpoint. They really are. The, the blue and the white. They they should be the permanent jerseys for the team. But that's a story for a different day, Briley.
5: Yeah, that's a story for another day. But you're right. I would love to see them wear those jerseys more. But on to the main event. Aaron Judge, I mean, this guy is going to make every penny this offseason, whether it's from the Yankees or somebody else. I mean, but this guy has got to be a Yankee going forward. You cannot let this guy walk if we'll you're Brian Cashman, House Tiger.
1: They won't, Bradley. They're not dumb enough to do that. And I know the Yankees at times have not gone above and beyond with the payroll the way the fans have wanted them to. They are not going to lose Aaron Judge. They can't. They know it too, Bradley. They know it. They played their hand poorly. Judge rubs it right in their face. They're probably going to cost themselves a hundred or $150 million. But what choice do the Yankees have? You got to pay him.
5: Yeah. He's worth every penny and you know, just pay the guy two quick points. I want to make one Nesser and Sevi, I mean, first of all, I trust them more over Derek Holt starting that game one in the ALDS. I mean, I mean, just look at tonight. He gave up again, another lead, And it just gives up way too many home runs. I just want to see, like, you know, Nestor and Seve get the starts in game one and game two and get Cole the game three. But but I know the Yankees aren't going to do that probably in all likelihood.
1: (laughs) I would agree. Um, I trust the other two guys more at this point. Uh, Cole has big starts in him. He has the stuff in him. I don't trust him, though, Bradley. I have to be perfectly honest. I don't trust him. Now, he's going to start game one. I'm going to be on pins and needles next week. I don't trust him. 100% I don't trust him.
5: Yeah, no, no, I, I don't trust him either. And my second point, too, JJ, it has been such a revelation seeing John Carl Sam finally come to form. It looks like these last three games saying the home runs. And let me tell you something with Glaber Torres, he has got, he is hanging the bat ball well. It looks like old Glaber from 2019. And last point, I know it's going to be hard, but Cabrera has got to find a way. Oh, he's
1: going to play. Bradley, listen, I don't think you're going to see Ben Intendi in a division series. I think Ben is a guy maybe who comes back and hopes the Yankees in the Astros series if they're lucky enough to get that far. As Waldo Cabrera is going to be your left fielder. And, you know, watching the games today, Oswald Peraza should be their shortstop, but we know the Yankees are not going to make that move. All right, let's try this again. I'm sure a very giddy Newark is up next. Hello, Newark.
6: Am, am I here now? Can you hear? Ah, uh,
1: I hear you loud and clear. Well done, pal. Well, well
6: done. no, no, no. I got, I got Mike from Mastic telling me, "Come on, Newark, on some little bottom thing there." Blame the app. Don't blame Alex from Newark.
1: Well, listen, Alex in Newark is here. Let's go, Alex in Newark. Let's go.
6: Uh, um, listen, here, here's the here's the thing. I'm just I'm just gonna say some days are better than others. Right? Not many Met callers I see today. Hey, Aaron Judge obviously keeps the record in the family, and that's obviously a tremendous historical thing. But on the flip side of the equation, why the Mets were playing in miserable Queens. The, my, the Atlanta Braves are getting to celebrate in South Beach. That's what I call a good thing, my friend.
1: Well, listen, Giddy, if you're a fan of the Atlanta Braves and if you bet the Atlanta Braves a couple of weeks ago to win the division, my goodness, you cashed in because you could have gotten them at three or four or five to one when it looked like the Mets were going to run away with this thing. And look, Noah, the Mets are not dead. It's not like 2007, 2008 where they are eliminated from postseason play. But when you are leading a division all year, And it's a team that has historically owned you. And you go down to Atlanta with everything on the line. You play the way that they played. Your stars look the way that they looked. It doesn't exactly, number one, inspire confidence that the Mets are going to go on some big postseason run. And number two, the issue is, Newark, they made their road to the World Series far more challenging and far more difficult.
6: And listen, I have a few questions, but to your point on the Braves, very quickly, the bottom half of that bracket on paper a lot more difficult than the top half of the bracket. And here's the thing: this is a minor thing, but a lot of these teams didn't have that over giddy celebration when they made the when they clinched the playoff because they were expecting the next step: the Astro, the Yankee, the Dodger, right? The um those team type teams thought, you know, hey, we have one more step to go. Well, the Mets sort of similar; they thought they had that one more step obviously they didn't get it atlanta got it so if they get knocked out not that it's a cosmetic thing but they don't they didn't even get really a celebration
1: well Alex, here's when you better get the celebration this weekend in the wild card round against either the padres or the phillies and let's be perfectly honest if the mets go and lose this series to either one of these two teams this season is an out and out failure on so many different fronts on so many different levels you cannot lose this wild card series i don't want to hear about darvish I don't want to hear about Machado. I don't want to hear about Soto or the Phillies or whoever. The Mets cannot lose this series this weekend.
6: Uh, so so there, so there we go. There is an excellent question. You have the Met, the Met, where they are now, where where we thought they were going to be some so, uh, uh, for a while, maybe better than the Yankees when the Yankees were hitting the skids. If the Mets go in their round, adios, or if the Yankees still having potentially a hundred wins, a historical season with Judge, etc., they go out the next round. Which one is the bigger disappointment?
1: That's a great question. The Mets would have looming over them the loss of a division that they led the entire year. The Yankees would have the record-setting three months. They'd have Aaron Judge. Um, because I think the Yankees are further along in their you know process, I would say the Yankees losing in the first round. Because the other element you got to throw in the play, Newark. if the Mets lose to the Dodgers, there's no shame in losing to the Dodgers. They're the best team in baseball. They're going to win 113 or 114 games. Well, no, listen, that's it. That's an out-and-out nightmare if you lose the wild-court round. I actually think, you know what, Newark? If the Mets lose the wild-court round, it is worse than the Yankees losing in the first round. It's worse.
6: And, and, speak, and speaking of the Braves, and I just have one more follow-up question after this. Speak, speaking of the Braves, know, we can't let Judge go, can't let Judge go. And obviously, listen, Judge is an all-time season and has it put up great numbers, even though the past has been a little checkered, But there's no there's no arguing. I'm so happy it stayed in the family. You know, obviously, Maris and now Judge. It's a tremendous thing. But here's the thing. And, and I know it's not exactly the same, This uh, you know, Orange and oranges, but the Braves let a, a franchise Hall of Fame player go last year and didn't miss a beat.
1: I understand that, but, but hold on a second though. Hold on. Hold on a second though. Who has better young talent across their roster? The Atlanta Braves or the New York Yankees?
6: <laughs> One drives a Ferrari and ours has.
1: Well, I mean, listen, you, you have to, you have to, you have to acknowledge that though, where they have Dansby Swanson and they have Ronald Acuna. And think about this, Newark, Ozzy Albies has barely played for the Braves. He's a stud. Uh, Austin Riley. He's a stud, young player. They go and get Matt Olson, who's not as good as Freddie Freeman, but he has replaced the production of Freddie Freeman. And the other thing you got to take into account, Newark: the Braves do not have the resources the Yankees do. They don't. They have resources, but not to the extent that the Yankees do. The Yankees cannot lose Aaron Judge. The Braves were able to survive that. The Yankees will not survive losing Judge. They can't do it, bro. They can't do it.
6: Outlet and 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 a hundred percent. And so, um, it, it just uh, my own curiosity: the Yankees playoff game, the Dolphins same time, big game, right? And every every game for the Dolphins this year is a big game because there's expectations. I, I know you're watching both. You got eighteen screens going. Which one is getting more of the eye? One or the other is getting more of the eye, more of the juice.
1: Well, it's funny you ask that. It's funny you ask that, Newark. Now we don't want to get ahead of ourselves here because the Yankees could be in this situation in the American League Championship Series. It would be the 22nd and the 23rd and the 24th of October. You could now again the Yankees got to get there first. You could have the Yankees presumably against the Astros. Heads up, Sunday Night Football: Dolphins, Steelers. Um, I mean that's. Listen, I'm watching, you know I'm watching both. And Newark, let me make it crystal clear. I will not under any circumstances be at Yankee Stadium if the Dolphins are playing a game. Like, that will just be a no for me. I'll, I'll get rid of the tickets. You know, I'll give them to my mom or dad or something like that. I will, I, I will not miss both. The sound, the sound probably be on both, but louder on the Yankees. I mean, it's a playoff. And I know NFL football on this Sunday is this special. That's actually one where I kind of wish the Yankees are playing uh, the 430 game if the AL and the NL are going at the same time, I'll root for an afternoon game, which I never normally do, but I will.
2: This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can scare an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can upgrade your home with up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages from top brands like Maytag. Enhance your kitchen with the exclusive Maytag French door refrigerator and fingerprint-resistant stainless steel only at the Home Depot. And with dual power filtration on the Maytag tall tub dishwasher, you can skip soaking and scrubbing. Right now, get Memorial Day savings up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid May 16th through June 5th. U.S. only see store online for details.
1: Bavik is up next. What's up, Bavik? How we doing?
7: What's up, man? Just watching this postseason, co- uh, the, the post, the post ne- uh, coverage, <clears throat> man. I was out dinner with my parents, and, of course, Judge hits the homer when I'm out at dinner. I'm like, what the fuck? Come on,
1: Judge. You know how many people are going to have stories like that? You know, my buddy Chris Lepresti, who's coming uh, to SOI to work with me tonight, he was on his way from Sirius Radio, gets on a train, and basically knew when he went on the train, that was the minute he was going to hit the home run. Uh, I bet you there know are a lot of stories like that, my man. I feel you. But you'll be able to watch it forever and ever and ever. That's the good news. I know
7: on YouTube. I missed the walk-off homework because I was studying for an exam I had. Because I had a final exam the next day. and you're, I mean, I did well in the league.
1: Bavik, to be honest with you, I hope, I hope you miss a couple of more moments this postseason. It seems like when you miss something, something good happens for the Yankees. That's all. I
7: don't know. There might... My- if the 4.30 games, I got to work and shit. Let's put let's put more 4.30 games. I, I need this good luck. But no, nah, man, they got to pay this Like, Let's not even forget the home runs. Forget the home runs. Pretend like he didn't even hit, hit the home runs. He's got the average. He's got the leadership. His defense, he picked up center field in the middle of the season. Let's not forget that. He picked up center field in the middle of the season.
1: And you could tell how much his teammates absolutely positively adore the guy. You could see it. He is one of those guys that's so easy to like. He's so easy to root for. He's the heart and soul of the team. He's the leader of the team. He's worth so much more than the back of the baseball card. And and thankfully now that dopey MVP argument has come to an end. Thank goodness. Uh, Let's head to Ian, who's up next. Ian, the floor is yours. Hello, sir. Hey, JJ. How you doing? Ian, doing well. What's happening?
8: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious what you think or how reactive you think the Yankees will be to the results this postseason, that if they have success, are they going to go the extra mile and follow the Braves' lead, lock up guys like maybe Cabrera, Cortez? There's always the Torres issue. I mean, Judge is one conversation, but there's other essential roster pieces that other successful franchises, you know, they're like pieces, get long-term deals. Do you think that's something Cashman would look at? Or conversely... Um, you know, to, for, for the fans, you think if there isn't success this postseason, do you think they might make some wholesale changes?
1: You know, I think the only way you're seeing wholesale change with the Yankees is an embarrassing no show in this division series. I think if they get through the division series, even if it ends poorly, and I mean, Ian, really poorly against the Astros, I think you'll have status quo. If they're in the America League Championship series after a 9,900 win season, uh, there will be status quo.
8: Okay. Yeah. No. I think I think that makes a lot of sense. And then my other uh, commentary was about the Yankees, uh, something in their player performance with their starting pitching. Um, you know, the 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 Jordan Montgomery story was pretty well chronicled. But I actually wonder if there's anything on the same lines as Garrett Cole. I know one narrative over the course of his career, even going back to UCLA after the Yankees drafted him out of high school, was. Uh, a changing of his arm angles that the franchises and, and organizations that, you know, had more interest in his long-term health were keeping his arm angle a little higher and it was reducing run on his four seamer. But um, you know, the, I think it was kind of the Astros that let them let, let it down a little bit and let that fastball ride. Um, Do you think that, I mean, you know, the spider attack was one conversation, but do you think that that, um, you know, the, 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 do you think there's something in the Yankees uh, approach to their starting pitchers mechanics? That's, you know, kind of making us all shake our heads a little bit again, Jordan Montgomery usage of the fastball. Um, You know, is there something going on here that we should all be kind of raising an eyebrow at?
1: You know, the Montgomery thing is interesting, in, but look at the job they've done with a guy like Nesta Cortez. You got to give Matt Blake and his staff credit for that, right? Find him out of nowhere. The guy ends up being a revelation. He's pitched to a two, five-year-old right now for over a year and a half. I think with Garrett Cole, it's the home run ball. The stuff is there. The strikeouts are there. He's given up way too many home runs. And I think with Garrett Cole, it's not about stuff. I think it's entirely between the years. One thousand percent. I don't think it's staff related. I think it's co-related. Let's head to uh my guy, Charlie and Elmhurst. I saw him Friday night at the stadium with the great Anthony and Said Hi,
9: Charlie. Hey JJ, so Friday night, thank you very much. And and uh by the way, hats off to uh, Anthony and Syasid's voicemail. Uh, I, I got touched by it. I'm uh, so like um just got emotional. And 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 hats off to you and not only just to you, I have to say, I forgot to say, hats off to you back up, back up in Boston at Fenway Park to get to see part of a, his Judge's 62. Uh, we get to see 56 and 57, at all places Fenway Park, Fenway Park. That was a moment, Charlie,
1: when you really kind of came to grips with the fact that Judge was going to do this. You know, that night in Boston, which was one of my favorite nights of the regular season, one of my favorite Yankee wins. Of the regular season. Judge hitting a home run to tie it. Judge hitting a home run earlier in the game. You realize with the Yankees. Basically having a bunch of games left. It's like hey guess what. He's going to do this thing. He's going to break this record. He doesn't do it at home. But 60 at the stadium. 61 in Toronto. And now 62 in Arlington
9: Texas. Not too shabby. Yes what an honor. And just yeah. I'm just like this is one of the like. I don't know. But yeah yeah definitely by far for me as a Yankee fan. Like one of the, probably the greatest Yankee season that I was seeing from individuals. It's not even close. It's not even close, Charlie, because look, we didn't live through Mickey Mantle.
1: We didn't live through Babe Ruth. We, we didn't see even Don Mattingly necessarily in 1985. This season from Judge, basically right at the top of the Triple Crown standings, breaking Roger Maris's record, carrying the Yankees in every big game. When the Yankees need a big hit or a big home run, Aaron Judgment's there to
9: answer the bell. You can't have a better season than this guy. You can't. And thank goodness he got it away in the first inning because I can see in his face the weight is, like, you know, on him. And he's a team's first guy. And every even during this time, when he's not getting, he's always team guy. He's always a team guy. He's, he cares about the team winning. So I think getting him 62 out of the way. Is so relief. And now we can think about, you know, come next Tuesday uh, with playoffs, ALDS game one. And I can't wait for that. And I think for in terms of like the matchup, I think this is what I'm looking for, what I kind of wish for. Like Toronto, Seattle, uh, four or five matchup. Then uh, I don't pre- hold preferences as long as in the East Coast because it's t- Cleveland and uh, Tampa Bay. Because if I had to choose Cleveland just because not the little, I don't know Tampa can be uh, is, a, is, a, is a pesky uh, bunches. And, yeah, the, if it's Cleveland, yeah.
1: Charlie, let's be honest. They should beat either one of those teams. They should beat either one of those teams. To me, the Yankees are incredibly fraudulent if they can't go and beat Tampa or Cleveland in a first-round series. There's no excuse. They should beat either one of those teams.
9: Oh, absolutely. And uh, before I uh, get out of here, uh, Cousin Sal and was that the boss, man, Bill from LA, just, just be quiet. Zip it.
1: Well, I, I thank them. See, you tell them to be quiet. I, Charlie, I go the other way. I thank them. I appreciate the, uh, the kibosh they put and the reverse jinx and mocking the Yankee fan for going nuts about the Aaron Judge record. They posted that video today. I get tagged in that video. It's the home run today. So thank you, uh, Podfather. Thank you. Let's head to Mike and Mastic, who joins us. What's up, Mike? What's going on, JJ? How you doing?
10: Mike, we're doing well. What's up, bud? You're doing better than me, I can tell you that.
1: Yeah, tough weekend for your Mets. No other way around it. Got outplayed. Uh, your stars got outclassed by the Atlanta Braves stars. And now reality's setting in, Mike. You're playing on Friday night, and that sucks. Listen,
10: I mean, before I get to my Mets point, um, who would you rather play going to the DS? Would it be Cleveland or Tampa? Slightly Cleveland. It's not much of a difference.
1: But the raise and the history and the track record and the comfort level they've had in the past against the Yankees is why I would go with Cleveland. I think both teams could be tricky, but let's be honest, Mike, if the Yankees are the team they think they are, they shouldn't lose to either one.
10: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you guys were talking about it before. It would be a failure all the way around if they don't get out of the first round. They need to win this first round. They got to meet. I think it's going to be them in Houston again in, this, in the championship series.
1: And that'd be one hell of a series. I hope we get it. I really do, Mike. That'd be one hell of a series. I hope we get it. Be,
10: be just as well as the Mets and Braves get in the championship series. Mets got a lot. Long-
1: uh, you could be, you could you imagine? Hey, here's the problem now. The Mets matching up with the Braves is so much more daunting because of what's staring them in the face this weekend. And then the behemoth, the Goliath of the National League in the Los Angeles Dodgers.
10: Oh, yeah. I mean, the Dodgers pitching staff's a little banged up, too. So but even then, they're still going to be able to be set up for whoever they play going into that round, either them or what looks to be San Diego at this point now. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm still reeling from this weekend a little bit. I mean, it was funny because I was watching tonight and then it was like seeing the Braves game go on. I'm like, you know, it's funny. It's like there's still a chance. You know what I mean? They weren't.
1: Well, of course, you're always going to hold out hope. You're always going to be a sucker. And reality hits you in the face when they don't score in the bottom half of the eighth inning, Miami, and then Jansen looks light, lights out in the ninth inning, then it's like, all right, how do you set up your rotation? How do you align your team to get ready for these games coming up this weekend? And Mike, they can't lose this weekend. Much like the Yankees cannot lose in the first round, the Mets cannot lose to either the Padres or the Phillies
10: playing all these games at home. They can't do it. Yeah, no, it will be it will be San Diego because if they win tonight, then they they get that fifth spot. So and they're winning, they're beating the Giants right now. They had the bases loaded in the second inning last time I checked. It was like four nothing, Sandy and go over San Fran. But either way, I mean, at least Buck was smart this time around. pulling Taiwan Walker in like the fifth inning or so, and Degrom's not going to pitch now. I mean, if you had that key scenario where oh you might have a chance tomorrow.
1: Oh, see me, Mike. There was there was no scenario in play. I wouldn't have pitched DeGrom. I would have said, you know what? I'm surrendering the division at this point. Because imagine you pitch DeGrom, he pitches, the Braves go and win against Miami, then why'd you do it? You know what I mean? You burned the bullet out of your holster that you didn't need to necessarily burn. The Mets could not have done that. What's interesting to me now is how do you set up your rotation for these three games this weekend? That's
10: what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. And I know they were talking about on the broadcast today, oh, should they have Walker be the three-guy? I'm like, you got to give it to DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett. Depends on how it goes, though. You know what? It really depends. If they win game one, you could go any way game two, honestly. You could- well, I, I, I'm I, throwing my big guys. See, that's where I beg to differ, Mike. My
1: three big guys at some point are pitching in this series. You want to go DeGrom. He pitched Friday. You want to pitch him in another week. That's probably the right course of action. You'll win that game. What I would do is I'd start Bassett in game two. And then I say, all right, Bassett, get me to Max Game 1 at Chavez Ravine. Where I can have Max pitching both games. See, that's how it could work out for the Mets. Because then you go Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, DeGrom on regular rest against the Dodgers. That's what I would do. Let's hit the Tim, who's up next. Timmy, what's up, pal?
7: Finally, I've been trying to get through to you a couple times, but it's first time talking to you on here. I talked to you a couple times back on the fan, but... Good uh, good to hear from you. Good to talk to you. But uh, I just want to ask you how you felt about uh, them taking out. I don't know if you went over this yet, but uh, about Boone taking out Judge Early today. I loved it.
1: I loved it. I had no problem with it, Tim, because this guy's played a ton. There's been a lot of mileage. He finally breaks the record. He does it in the first inning. They give him another at bat, and then, you know, it's a nice way to get a curtain call from the fans. I mean, you had a problem with it out of curiosity. Well, like, well, uh,
7: he he has no shot at the triple crown, right? That's long gone.
1: Yeah, he's probably not getting it anyway. I'm, to be honest with you, Tim. Now that he's got this record, I'm more concerned about the overall well being of Aaron Judge, getting his body, getting his mind right for the postseason.
7: Yeah, and well, that's the thing. Like, because like I wanted him to stay in because like now that he got third, uh, 62 out of the way. I figure, like, okay, now he can relax. And now he can get back to the judge. And, and like, now I want him to get back into the zone. And that's why I wanted to, to keep on going. Because I figure he's going to – he probably would have hit another home run. Maybe even two more home runs. But, like – and I kind of wanted to stay in because I bet he would hit two home runs tonight. Well,
1: I see that. See, now, Timmy, now it's, now it's all coming out. Now you are showing, and I appreciate it. Listen – I know when I got a ticket down. I know when I got a vested interest. You, my friend, that I – listen, I love you. I appreciate the call. You had a, best, a vested interest tonight. But the Yankees did the right thing in taking him out of
0: the game. Let's be honest. They did the right thing. Eric joins us. What's happening, Eric? Yeah, JJ, man. Um, no argument there. Take him out of the game. They've been playing him a lot in a row, and I, I get it. A chance to you know hit 62, and what a honor and privilege to watch him this season. It's really been something special. It's been a remarkable season, a special season.
1: And we'll see what's in store for an encore come October. Eric, the one thing I'd caution Aaron Judge on, and I think it's actually a compliment of his. I shouldn't even say i caution him. I would continue to advise him. That's a better way to phrase it. Take the walks, dude. That, to me, is always the big problem with a big player in the postseason is that they try and do too much. Aaron Judge, if they are not going to pitch to him, fine. Pass the baton to Rizzo. Pass the baton to Stanton. Pass the baton to Torres. And you know what? The Yankees will have success offensively if that's the case. If they are going to just walk you like crazy, don't be afraid to
0: take them. Totally agree. And I think that's the biggest leap that he made this year was being comfortable taking those walks, knowing that it was about the next man up and keeping the line moving. And you know, he's, he's talked about it a lot in post games, especially in the last couple of weeks. But I think he's definitely a team guy as opposed to a me guy, you know, in, in, with winning being the goal. And I, have, I would be shocked if he was pressing um, come postseason time because he's always had had some big hits, too. And he's been there before. Listen, Eric,
1: at this point now for Aaron Judge, the postseason is all had. The question is, how do you win in the postseason? That, to me, is the difference between a guy like Judge and a guy like Jeter. With Jeter, and this is not a knock on Aaron Judge because Jeter is an all-time great and had this ability to rise to the occasion unlike anybody I think I've ever seen before. But you know that that's one thing that Judge does not have right now. He's got to do it in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, he hasn't. You know, he's definitely had some moments, some home runs and and some big hits, but he's never had you know the Jeter moment or you know that rally that leads to that that game winning uh, you know hit that Jeter always had. You know, you you can kind of pick those those examples out of anywhere. But I think you know the the key with Jeter or with Judge, rather, is, like you said, it's it's going to be taking those walks and not pressing. You know what he's going to do in the field. Uh, but I'm going to be really interested to see uh, who they go with uh, for their starting lineup, especially uh, in left, I think. Oh, it's Waldo. I think it's an easy call, Eric,
1: because I don't think Ben Benintendi will be ready. Waldo's too hot. He's got to continue to play. To me, the lineup question, good call as always, is third base. Is it Lemayu? Or is it Donaldson? All right, I'm taking one more, and then I got to do TV.
10: Uh, the great Jeff Money. Money, the four is yours. What's up, buddy? How's it going? How's it Money, we're doing great. What's up, Poppy? Congrats on Judge. Uh, McNeil looks great for getting the bank. Hasn't got a three.
1: Yeah, McNeil's had a remarkable season. Give him a ton of credit. And he's the only guy this weekend who showed up for the Mets. Let's be honest. He was the only guy.
10: And the Mets are definitely going to play the pie. Padres up 5 nothing top of the eighth.
1: So, Mets Padres Friday night. Let's go, Jeff Money. And I got baseball night in New York, and we'll have lives. It's going to be insane. I can't wait.
10: And Thursday night, and that is part of my five. I'm going to take the uh, Colts plus the three point. Wow,
1: Jeff Money and I are aligned for Thursday night football. I'm sorry. I can't put my money on Nathaniel Hackett. Ton of fun. Great job. We'll have all sorts of announcements coming up on our next show on Football Friday. Good work, Stefan. Good work by all of you. JJ out. Congrats to Aaron Judge. Be good, everybody.